college football calendar is completely broken, and we've got the way to fix it at Heartland College Sports. I'm Pete Mundo. Welcome in. Hope your week is going well, and we appreciate you joining us as a part of the show. So since the college football regular season ended, some of you might have think it slowed down a little bit. Well, in many ways, it's just more insane and it's crazier because you have the transfer portal, you have high school football recruiting, you've got the bowl season starting to take place. All these things are happening and the college football calendar needs a major adjustment. Nothing can be done this year. Nothing's going to be done this year, but something has to start next year when the playoff expands to 12 teams. And I was going through the numbers and I figured out a way to solve it. So I want you to follow me here and I want to get your reaction on the show. So here's the first thing. Next year, the college football playoff goes to 12 teams. And already the college football playoff has screwed this up. I'll tell you first off how they're doing it and then tell you why they've got the whole thing wrong. Well, first off, they've got the whole thing wrong because they're not playing the damn playoff games on Saturday. This is a Saturday sport, and for some reason, the sport thinks that they're better off playing games on days that aren't Saturday, which is the dumbest thing ever. You seed Saturdays to the NFL after your regular season ends, which makes absolutely no sense. So here's how it's going to work next year in the 12-team college football playoff. Remember, you have the first four teams who are going to have a bye, and then you're going to have the first round games be on campus. So you're going to have eight teams playing four games on campus in the first round. That's going to take place Friday and Saturday, December 20th and December 21st. That'd be like having the games this coming weekend. Then you're going to have the quarterfinal games. Those games are going to take place on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. One on New Year's Eve, three on New Year's Day. Then you're going to have the semifinals on Thursday, January 9th of 2025. And then the other semifinal is going to be Friday, January 10th of 2025. And then you're going to have a national championship game on Monday, January 20th. The college football season is going to almost reach February. This is ridiculous, and it's completely unnecessary. And with the portal chaos, the NIL insanity, the high school football recruiting, this is not sustainable for the sport of college football. So there's a couple things that need to happen. They've got to change the window for the transfer portal, and they have to change the way they're formatting these college football playoff games when they go to 12 next year. So here's what needs to happen, and follow me on this, all right? I'm going to start with the scheduling and then we'll get to when the portal opens up. And I welcome your thoughts, your reaction, whether it's here on the show, YouTube Live, Facebook Live. Uh, join our message boards as well. Those are free at Heartland College Sports. Go to the website, click on the Members Forum tab. It's free to sign up and interact with other Big 12 fans there. All right, so let's get right to it. Here's the correction on the schedule. The first round games should be taking place the week after the conference championship games take place on that Saturday. That is when the first round game should take place. Now, some of you are going to say, what about army Navy? We can't mess with army Navy. 
listen, I love Army Navy. I love the men and women who serve this country. They are braver than I will ever be. But I can't hold hostage a primetime Saturday for Army Navy. If you want to keep Army, there's two options for Army Navy. You bump it to the next Saturday. I'll explain that. Or you move it to Friday night. Now, I think Army-Navy on Friday night under the lights somewhere would do really well. I think it'd be really cool as well. But I've got to get the Saturday after the conference championship games. I need to have four back-to-back-to-back-to-back first-round college football playoff games on campus. I don't want to lose momentum coming out of the regular season and coming out of the conference championship games. I don't want to lose that. So I want to go right back to the action that next Saturday. Now, some of you are going to say, well, what about finals week and everything else? Finals week could be that week. It could be the following week. So what I would do is give all of college football off the following Saturday. So two Saturdays after the conference championship game. So let's use this month as an example. Conference championship Saturday was December 2nd. I then would have played the home playoff games, the first round games, on December 9th, Saturday, December 9th. This past Saturday, I would have had as an off week. So that way, this past week, last week, could have been finals week for the players. And don't tell me, well, you know, they need a couple of weeks because different schools have different finals. Come on. These guys are basically amateur athletes. You've got quarterbacks making up to $2 million, if not more, in NIL money. Stop telling me that their sociology final is going to be the reason we're screwing up the entire college football calendar. Spare me with that nonsense. All right, that's ridiculous. You cannot, this is not, and it pains me to say it, But this is no longer what college sports was intended to be 75 to 100 years ago. That ship has sailed. You're not going to tell a multi-billion dollar industry, and you should not be telling a multi-billion dollar industry how to put together the best calendar possible for the students and the coaches and the fans because of a final in, you know, gender studies. Please. We're not going to do that. We're not going to play that game. So to use this year's calendar as an example with a 12-team playoff, Saturday, December 9th is the first round games. Saturday, December 16th, this past weekend, is an off week. Then you do the quarterfinal games. You'll have eight teams left for the quarterfinals, and you would do that this coming Saturday, December 23rd. Then you play the semifinals on Saturday, December 30th. And then you play the championship game on Saturday, January 6th. It's a Saturday sport. You keep it on Saturdays. I know the NFL wants to start taking over Saturdays. I don't care. If I'm college football, I've got the confidence that I'm putting up my playoff against regular season NFL games, and I can do pretty well. I'm not doing this Monday night, Thursday night, one game on New Year's Eve, three games on New Year's Day. It's so stupid that college football is doing it this way, and it's completely unnecessary as well. You're a Saturday sport. Be a Saturday sport. And the national championship game on a Monday night remains the most ridiculous thing this sport does. Put it on a Saturday. You'll get a better number. So now... 
let's get to the transfer portal. The transfer portal's not going anywhere. We know the lay of the land. We know how it's going now. Everyone's hitting the portal if they're not playing or if they can get some more money through NIL. So we have the Wild West happening right now. While teams are trying to prepare for bowl games, they're trying to prepare for college football playoffs, it's been chaotic the last couple of weeks. We've been covering it at Heartland College Sports, and it's just not sustainable. So here's what I would do. All right, you play your college football playoff. You do everything. Here, here's when, to use this year's calendar, here's when I would open up the portal. I would open up the portal on New Year's Day. That's a Monday, January 1st. Because under the theoretical schedule I laid out, that would be the Monday after the semifinals. There would only be two teams left playing for a national championship the following Saturday, January 6th. I'd like to think anybody playing in a national championship is not going to hit the portal the Monday prior. Maybe that's a flawed theory, but that's my thought. And the reason I'm doing that then, Monday, January 1st, is first off, I think we've got to get back to a place where these guys are playing in bowl games. And I know these NIL contracts, I don't know who's writing them, but I'll tell you what, if I'm a booster and I'm paying money into an NIL fund and I've got guys who aren't playing in the bowl games, especially if they're somewhat decent bowl games, I'm ticked off. Like there has to be a commitment if you're getting major NIL money that you're staying through a bowl game. Like, we have allowed the pendulum to get swung so far the other way. There's no doubt the players were getting screwed for far too long in college football. I, I am very much sympathetic to that. I'm glad they can make some money and they can get paid. But it is completely out of balance right now. You've got guys that are essentially signing contracts through NIL. And the regular season ends and they're just picking up and leaving. Like, I think Dylan Gabriel should have been playing for Oklahoma in their bowl game against Arizona. I think it's ridiculous that he can get up and go before the season's technically over. It's not over. I know the bowl games mean less than ever before, and that saddens me as a college football purist, but like, either we agree to a contract with these guys where they stay for the whole season, like the entire season, or what's the point of doing any of this? Just pay them by the game. And if they have a bad game, guess what? The paycheck's going down for the next game. You throw three picks, sorry, that $50,000, $100,000 check's going down the 25 next game. If we want to play that kind of game, then let's play that kind of game because this is completely out of control. So the portal's not going to open up until the Monday before the national championship if I was the commissioner of college football, which, by the way, I'm available. I'm free. Chip Kelly wants one if you didn't hear his commentary on this over the weekend or last week. It was great. And Chip Kelly was pretty spot on with everything. Revenue sharing between the players and the sport. I mean, enough of this NIL. Who's got the booster with the deepest pockets? It's so dumb what's going on. And the sport's going to destroy itself if it keeps going down this road. So anyway, Monday, January 1st is when the portal would open if I were the commissioner. That'd be the Monday prior to the national championship. So every team is out of it except for two. And I'd like to think if your team's in the national title... You're going to hang on till the next Saturday before you decide what you're going to do. Now, some of you are saying that this can't happen because players need to get to new schools. They need to enroll. Most schools are back on campus in mid-January. Well, by doing it Monday, January 1st, most schools aren't back from their winter break until 
probably that Monday, January 15th, two weeks after the fact. For some, it might be later, Monday, January 22nd. You can still turn around a player in two or three weeks, get him to a new campus, and get him set up. And once again, I am not going to play this game of acting like academics are going to hold back what makes the most sense for the sport as a whole, for a multi-billion dollar sport. Sorry, the ship has sailed. The academic portion is not what it once was. It's mostly irrelevant to a lot of these guys, especially if they're big names in the portal. They're going to do something with football. They don't care, and they frankly shouldn't care about the you know core academics courses they need to take. That's not the way of the world anymore. That's not the way of the sport anymore. You can still recruit, hit the portal, recruit a guy, give him the campus. Maybe he's a week late, but it's going to be okay. You can catch him up. You've got tutors all over the place. You get him lined up in the classes he has to be in, and you go on with your semester. That, that's how it's got to be. But these coaches right now are being asked in the month of December to wrap up a regular season, potentially coaching a conference championship game, recruit high school players, recruit the transfer portal, figure out who you're losing to the transfer portal, and then prepare for a bowl game on top of the whole damn thing. I know the staffs are bigger than ever, but this is insane and it can't continue. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports. Welcome in. Hey, uh, meant to ask you on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button if you could. That would help us tremendously on the show. Leave your comments as well. Same thing on Facebook. Share the video. And uh, if you're on the podcast, you know what to do. Come on. Christmas is a week or uh, less than a week away. Can you leave us a five-star review on the podcast and send me a screenshot if you want the free Heartland College Sports koozie? To Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And I will get you hooked up with that uh, Heartland College Sports koozie. But if nothing else, on the podcast, on iTunes, take two seconds, hit the five-star. It really helps us more than you probably realize. So it is um, absolutely insane. Shannon comments here, thank you, Pete. Hard truths are difficult for the idiots in charge. Somebody has to say it. <laughs> hey, I'm more than happy to do it. I mean, I, you know, if I got to be the bad guy around here, so be it. I'll be the bad guy. I don't mind doing it one bit. It is uh, a very tough spot right now for college football. It is completely broken, and it needs to be fixed as soon as possible. I just want it fixed as a fan. Like, it's actually good for me and good for us at Heartland College Sports that the college football calendar is as chaotic as it is in the month of December. Like, it's good for us. Our traffic's up. We have a lot of people reading our site. Um, you know, it's not just about teams in the postseason and the bowl games. Everybody is juiced up for what's happening. So selfishly, I, I should root for this chaos, but I genuinely care about the future of this sport. I want it to be healthy. I want it to do well. I don't want this to be the chaotic beginning of the end. And a part of me feels like that's what we're living through right now in college football, the chaotic beginning of the end, where college football has had this meteoric rise from a very regional sport to now the second most popular sport in the country behind the NFL. And we've gotten players money. That's good. These guys deserve to be paid above the table. Like, I'm all for that. But we have swung the pendulum so far in the other direction where it is completely out of control. And it's going to hurt this sport. 
There's no doubt about it. So meantime, you know, you've seen a lot of guys hit the portal. You've seen a lot of guys come in to different programs. It is just very difficult to follow. But I'll tell you what. You know what I saw over the weekend? And I hope you saw this as well. Uh, I hope you watched the first Big 12 Bowl game because Texas Tech took care of Cal in the Independence Bowl 34-14. Congratulations, Joy McGuire. Back-to-back winning seasons, his first two seasons on the job. You got to give him credit for that. And listen, Baron Morton is a guy who in the Big 12 next year can be one of the best quarterbacks in this league. I know that's one of those things that maybe doesn't make sense to a lot of you, but it is fair to talk about Baron Morton going in the next year as one of the best quarterbacks in the Big 12. Like, it's going to be completely up for grabs. Remember, it will be completely up for grabs next year in the Big 12. But if I'm looking at guys, especially guys who are returning, who are part of the current crop of Big 12 teams, the 12 that are going to be returning, of course, two are leaving. But, heck, I'm looking at Baron Morton as one of the top guys. I'm looking at Rocco Beck. I'm looking at Jalen Daniels, Avery Johnson at K-State, but he's going to be a true sophomore. Like, I'll, I'll, suddenly, those are the guys that I'm thinking about. Hey, you know what? They can be that dude. They can be the guy that steps to the plate and becomes one of the best players at the quarterback position in this conference. So that's what I'm excited about. And that's why I love these bowl games, because you can find new names, you can get guys and start talking about guys in the offseason that are going to be a big part of what every conference is doing and what every program is doing. It gives you hype in the offseason, and that's why I just love this time of year, because you get that juice, you get that enthusiasm. And you know who else is going to be a, a, a big name that we talk a lot about this offseason, and he got some accolades here this week. West Virginia running back Jaheim White. If you didn't see it, this dude was named a pro football-focused freshman All-American and well-deserved. He came on very late in the season for the West Virginia Mountaineers. He rushed for at least 130 yards in three of his last four games. He had a very good year. And Jaheim White is probably not even a household name for the average Big 12 fan right now, but he should be. He's that good. And he's going to be that good for the Mountaineers. And they, if they can keep Donaldson and White, and I hope that they can. I hope they got the NIL uh, funds to get this done. If West Virginia keeps Jaheim White and C.J. Donaldson going next year, they will have the best one-two punch at running back in this conference. And Jaheim White was just named a pro football focus All-American, one of four Big 12 players to receive that honor. And it is very well-deserved. Because he's a guy for the last month of the season, if you watch a lot of Big 12 football, you're like, damn, this dude, Jaheim White, is really impressing me. And now Pro Football Focus puts him as their offensive player of the year, by the way, for uh, the all-freshman team. And suddenly that's going to be a name that a lot of people are watching as well. The other four Big 12 players on that list, by the way, Oklahoma guard Caden Green, who hit the portal, by the way, this past week, Texas cornerback Malik Muhammad, and Iowa State tight end Benjamin Brommer. So those are the other Big 12 names that made the list. But only two guys, of course, that are coming back into the Big 12 next season. Really, one guy, actually, excuse me. Oh, no, two. Tight end, Iowa State tight end uh, Benjamin Brommer and then Jaheim White. Those are the two guys that are going to be back. So it, I am. if you are a West Virginia fan, 
you have got to be juiced about what this program is going to be bringing back next year in a wide-open Big 12. I still have concerns as to whether or not Garrett Green can be a guy that leads you to the promised land at quarterback, but I'm willing to give him a shot because he did make really good strides from 2022 to 2023. My problem with him is he can't lead you from behind. He wants to beat you with his ground game, which opens up his passing game. He's going to use his feet. But if you're down 10 points, I have zero confidence Garrett Green is going to lead you to a comeback against a you know solid opponent. That's not something I see happening anytime soon. Meantime, on the quarterback front, uh, some other news and notes. Chandler Morris hits the portal for TCU. So the guy who has named the starting quarterback each of the last two years before the season started has hit the transfer portal for TCU. So that's a bit of a surprise. I don't know if he just figured his time was up or what the deal is, but he's hit the portal. He's done. He's, he's gone. And Baylor lands Dequan Finn, Toledo transfer quarterback, who has huge upside. Dave Aranda has quietly put together a very good few weeks through high school recruiting and the transfer portal. So he's serious because Dave Aranda knows going into the next year, if he doesn't win, he's done. I think we all know that. If Dave Aranda does not win in 2024, he's lost his job. He retained it this year, but something tells me, you know, if it's a slow start or if it's a bad year, Baylor's going to be in the market for a new head coach. But he got one of the top transfer quarterbacks out of Toledo, uh, Daquan Finn, and this is the guy who can absolutely lead Baylor to the promised land next season. Blake Shapin, not only did he not progress from the 2021 season, he almost regressed in many ways. And that was very tough. And Sawyer Robinson was not the answer either. So uh, this is a big get. He led uh, Toledo to the MAC championship game. And they went 11-1. and one. He threw for 2,600 yards, 22 touchdowns. He added 560 yards on the ground, seven scores. He's a true dual-threat guy. Um, and that's a big get for the Baylor Bears, who are quietly turning things around this offseason. So a lot happening. We appreciate you guys being here, joining us as a part of the show on Heartland College Sports. I'm Pete Mundo. Hit the thumbs up on uh, YouTube. We appreciate you doing that. Share us on Facebook. And as always... Hit the five-star on the podcast. What do you say? Your Christmas gift to me? We cool? We all good on that? All right. You guys are the best. Thank you for being here. We so appreciate it. And uh, we'll be talking to you soon here at heartlandcollegesports.com. Take care.